I'm Kendall Ratliff. I believe that you can change your life by trying one thing at a time. You can learn more at my website, tryonething.co, or by tuning in to the Help NSFW podcast. And I'm Johnny Fairplay, reality TV, well, uh, survivor. And throughout my adventures, I've met a lot of interesting and motivating characters. Johnny and I made this podcast because we want you to unlock your full fucking potential. So whether you want to get a little more badass or a lot more badass, strap in. Join us here each week. It's Help NSFW. Hi, I'm Kendall Ratliff. And I'm Johnny Fairplay. And we are joined today for the... the inaugural breakthrough opening episode of Help NSFW and joined by the Mountain Ultra Trail superstar. You probably know him from World's Toughest Race and his amazing Speedo and everything that accompanies that, Corey Waltering. How are you today, Corey? I'm great. How are you guys? Fantastic. We're really glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we started off with some technical difficulties. I think we had to try about three different things. Um, Does that ever happen to you in your competitions? I'm sure nothing ever goes wrong. Everything always goes to plan. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It always goes to plan. Um, Actually, at my last race, um, I forgot my bib number in the hotel room. And the hotel was about 35 minutes from the start of the race. So here I am supposed to be, you know, a pro athlete. And I had to walk up to the race director and be like, hey, uh, I forgot my bib number. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there had to be someone with a clipboard that had a list of all the numbers. Totally. So, I mean, no, but I actually left the actual bib, like, in the room. So, like, I... Yeah, did they hand draw one? <laughs> no, so, luckily, uh, there are a couple people that didn't show up, and so I got to use a different number. But it was just one of those things where it's like, all right, I've had to focus on logistics, I've had to prepare for this, and then I left my bib in the room. See, that's why they should give you an assistant if you're going to compete with these things so that you just focus on your quads and your lunges and someone else makes sure that you have your snacks and your name tag. Um, And I did have two people with me, which is the best part. Because we were- They remember their bibs? No, but it was just so funny because like we were so prepared for like everything but nobody thought just to grab the bib before he left the hotel room. So situations like that, does that bring out the best in you or the worst in you? Uh, usually the best. Like normally I'm just, like, I wasn't even stressed about it. I was like, it's fine. Like they're doing wave starts. So if, you know, we have to go back to the hotel and get it, I'd just start in a later wave. Like everything would be totally fine. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, not everything's gonna go as planned always. How did you finish? Um, I actually didn't finish that race, um, so that's not the only thing that went wrong uh, during <laughs> the day. Um, but I mean, if that—I mean, I don't know—it was just a really funny start to just what ended up being a really long day. Fair enough. So, what does make you panic? When do you lose your shit and you're not your best, Corey? Um, super cold weather. Like I don't like being wet and cold. Um, but even then, it's more just like, I just shut down. I just stop talking. I stop laughing. But other than that, I really, like, lose my shit. 
So you could be like the only unhappy person in San Francisco. Um, I mean, San Francisco is still warm enough, but I mean, I would get, I'd get sick of it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. my, my fastest half marathon time, like when, when it comes to half marathons, like I, I you know, I, I assess out the flattest, warmest possible course ever. Like that, that's my go-to, like, like Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm like, you know, there, there's, there's one hill that's like, you know, a 10 feet elevation. I'm like, okay, we're good. So, but my fastest time ever was a trail run uh uh here in uh virginia and it was 25 degrees that day and it's mm -hmm. my fastest half marathon time ever because i was like this is the worst thing i've ever done and the sooner i'm done is the sooner i'm done and so that's my fastest half marathon because I, I just i just like i was just like this is this is this is an hour and 45 minutes of misery this is terrible <laughs> and i hate everything yes yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> 25 degrees. Don't sign up for that race. <laughs> so would you ever I'm challenge from, yourself? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm from Illinois. So, I mean, I know all about cold and ice and snow. Um, all right. But I just, I don't want to deal with it. So this is not a thing where you're like, what's the next level of competition for Corey? Like a sub-zero run with spikes on my shoes. That's not a, a thing on your horizon. Um, it is just because, um, I would like, I do well in just bad conditions, but I don't want to have to do well in bad conditions. Um, but, uh, I've heard that there could be, you know, another big adventure race that's going to be taking place in a place that's really cold. So, um, I need to start doing things like that to get ready. Helpful that we're just heading into summertime. Yeah, well, hopefully this race doesn't take place for, you know, like another year and a half or two, because like, I, I enjoy summer. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, could you like, train on a ice skating rink, just put on your your regular your speedo, for instance, and some soccer cleats and like, just try and run? I mean, there you go. That could be that could be one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking as a highly qualified personal trainer. Um, no. Awesome. awesome. So a lot of us got to see you for the first time on World's Toughest Race. And I, I think that uh, you had one of the, the most compelling stories of, of the show. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, head on over to Amazon Prime Video. It is get ready to cry. Grab, grab your Kleenex. Uh, I think it's one of the best reality shows of last year. I mean, I, I loved it from, from start to finish. You know, like on The Amazing Race, there's, there's so many situations in which they 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 catch people up you know to to restart and and, and things and the world service race isn't that you know it, it's it's just full throttle and and one team you know can end up very much ahead and and you know and and, and other teams you know they don't even finish but uh uh cory uh had had an amazing journey in which uh uh he uh, competed with team onyx and uh was was that the the first ever uh all black team in in the eco challenge it was and so that was pretty awesome um and for two of us that was our first like expedition length adventure wow so and it, it was so cool because like they're they're racing across all of fiji i mean you know mm -hmm. whether whether it be you know boat bike uh climbing mm -hmm. i mean it's it's just 
it's the world's toughest race. Like it, it's 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 not just the name of a show. It is literally the yeah. world's toughest race. Right. And going through the country of Fiji to to see the Fijians, you know, running with them, supporting yeah, yeah, them, yeah. and enchanting. And it was, I as I said, it was just uh, emotionally one of the. I mean, you know, I've done Survivor, I've done celebrity bull riding, I, you know, I've done these crazy things. Watching that was just like, oh my god, it, it is a heart filler. It is so amazing. So did you feel like the take on competition was different in that show from other competitive events that you've done? Um, I would say for like the top teams, it's still the same. Like, you know, the top teams are there to win and that's their goal. Um, whereas like for teams like Team Onyx, I mean, it's the first time there's, you know, an all black team racing. Um, some people are racing with family members that watch, you know, their parents do an eco challenge back in like the 1990s. Like, so there are a lot of different stories that way, which I thought were just super cool. Um, and it was also nice to be part of something where it's like, what once this made it onto TV and just how they kind of edited everything, I, I just felt really good about it. That's awesome. Did you know your team before you started? Um, I had met my teammates once, um, for like a three day weekend. Um, and other than that, I had never met any of my teammates. Um, so like when I agreed to be on the team, like I didn't even know who anybody was. Um, they contacted me through Instagram, like nobody on the team knew each other. So that was like the really cool thing. This just fills my mind with so many corporate icebreakers and team building events. What did you do to get to know each other? Were there trust falls? <laughs> well, uh, not necessarily. That's probably for the best. Uh, but um, the first night we were all together, uh, we all flew in uh, to California. Then we went out to dinner. So it's just kind of funny having, you know, like one teammate sitting there at the table. Then like the next one finally shows up. Then somebody else shows up. And so that went on until all five of us were there um but then the the next morning uh our first activity was um rock climbing and learning the rope skills that we needed for this race so there wasn't necessarily a trust fall per se but there's a lot of falling and a lot of trust <laughs> a lot of chances to break trust i would think starting with that dinner did one of you pick that or did the producer set that part up um, our team captain picked that. And so it was just really funny because like we all flew in probably within, I'd say within two hours of each other. So it's just like, great. We're sitting there and it's like, oh, there's another person. Oh, <laughs> there's another person. I'm imagining a five-way like Tinder first date. Like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for this. Uh, let me look at the Instagram pic. I think that's him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look real different from your picture. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. So um after the uh after the world's toughest race, you know, that this this thing goes to Amazon Prime Video and you uh you get some notoriety from from that. I mean, like, you know, you you are your mountain ultra trail superstar, but this takes it to another level, you know, and, and I got a chance to talk talk with you you know just just talking world's toughest race and you know your your social media is, is exploding during this time you know and you have people coming uh on both sides uh whether support or the exact opposite what was that that whole experience like i mean you know like the world's toughest race is is its is its own animal 
but this is you know this is a life unto its uh, unto its own this this whole social media interaction of uh, uh, you know you have people that love you and conversely you have people that hate you yeah uh i love that um because you know if you're not pissing somebody off then you're not doing something right um so for me like it was it was kind of this evolution of i had just finished the ice age trail in wisconsin which was 1147 miles and set the record on that in 21 days and so I got like a bunch of attention from doing that. And then that carried over into the promo stuff for Eco Challenge coming out. And then it was finally on TV. So I went from having like 1,500 followers when I started the Ice Age Trail to finishing um, like Eco Challenge coming out. And then I think I had like 15 or 16,000 over the course of like a two month period. Um, and so that for me was wild. Um, but honestly, it's been it's been great um, just because like be having that platform to get a message out there has been so amazing. Um, and with that, yeah, you do get the haters. But I mean, um, I still get messages probably one every other day at this point, um, which is funny because it's almost a year later. Um, and it's still like someone's like watching the show for the first time. and They're like, I just don't like you. And <laughs> OK. Like just all kinds of things, but you know, it's, uh, it's, that's totally fine with me. I was expecting a different end to the message once a day, like a, <laughs> you're inspiring. <laughs> like now I know that I can be a competitor too. Okay. Well, I'm glad that people are taking their time to say, I don't like this thing. <laughs> what a good use of their time. Um, but you well, are an inspiration. Yeah, well, thank you. And like, honestly, for every like message I get from someone that doesn't like me, there's probably two messages I get that someone's like, thank you for doing what you're doing. Whether it's, you know, an actual like a person or like a family that's been watching it and one of the parents reaches out and is like, hey, my kids were super inspired by what you've been doing and stuff like that. So, I mean, it really has been awesome. What do you, what is important for you to get out there? Like now that you have this platform, this large audience, what drives you? What change do you want to see in the world? Yeah, um, you know, I just want to see more people of color and the LGBTQ plus community um, in doors. Like it's something that we haven't really seen, you know, a lot of. And so it doesn't have to be something like doing, you know, the world's toughest race. Like for me, it's more about like, just go explore your local parks, go explore, you know, a new trail system that might be close to home. Like you also don't have to go out and run the full Ice Age trail that's 1200 miles, you know, just start small, just get out there, be active, be seen, be heard, like enjoy the outdoors. Uh, that is so important because the the outdoor community has had some really um, exclusionary practices and culture against people of color and black people. So I like you being sponsored by the North Face, for instance, that's that's so great. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think that like most people realize that, you know, um, people like my grandparents age, uh, they wouldn't have been able to go visit, say, national parks. Um, and so it's just like, it seems like, you know, that it was so long ago, but yet it really wasn't that long ago. Like my grandparents wouldn't have been able to go visit national parks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's wild, but I mean, at least things are starting to change. Yeah. And if you, if you look at the founding of some of the big, um, conservation groups, the, the founders were 
white people who were wanting to conserve nature that white people were starting to destroy, um, Native Americans had been conserving nature. And it was when uh, the white middle class started tromping everywhere that like, oh, well, we're starting to break stuff, shit. Uh, It's NSFW, we can say shit. We're starting (laughs) to break shit, so now we need to conserve shit. And um, I mean, it started white and that that industry has really stayed white for a long time. And then, yeah, um, segregation. Yeah. But like, luckily, there are many great companies out there now that are really trying to change that. And, you know, there are some companies that are like, you know, hey, we'll sponsor, you know, a person of color or whatever to be like, hey, we have a person of color. Then there are other companies that are actually like putting their money where their mouth is and actually like trying to make changes and trying to actually do the right thing. Um, and so I think that's really awesome. And I mean, it's been a hot topic for the last couple of years now, um, but it's just, it's really fun to see some of these changes. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any companies that you're a big fan of that are doing, that you like the practices well, that they're putting into place? Well, the North Face, because uh, I'm sponsored by them, but honestly, yeah. like they really are um, trying to change the industry. And um, we have a couple of fun programs that are rolling out soon um, that I can't necessarily give all the details away, but uh, I'm really, really, really excited for them. Well, so if we're following you on social media, are we going to find out when that stuff's public? Yes, you will. Sweet. So how did you end up getting sponsored by North Face? Um, yeah, so, um, a magazine, a magazine wanted to do like this article about what it's like being a black and gay trail runner. And as like, this story has already been covered like three times now is like, what I really want to talk to you guys about is, uh, the lack of sponsorship for athletes in the Midwest. And they're just like, oh, We've never really thought about this. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of hijacking your story now, but here we go. Um, So I was like, hey, you know, like trail running has like in the Midwest, we have, I think, three of like the top 15 oldest 100 mile races in the country. We have a lot of great athletes that have come out of the Midwest. We have a lot of great athletes living here. But um, you look at all the sponsored athletes and everyone's always out West. And so you may have a couple on the coast but everybody is out west and so um i was just like hey you know like look at us like we are here um because at that time i had still run the second fastest trail 50 mile time that had ever been run in north america and like couldn't pick up sponsors um Mm. and so it was just really funny because the north face and uh, they sent me a message through social media and they emailed me and all this stuff. And I saw it and was just like, oh, the North Face, like, this must be spam. Like, they're not actually contacting me. So, like, I deleted it. <laughs> it's gone. And, and so then, um, like, two days later, they messaged me again. And I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever. I'll entertain this person and I'll respond to this message. So I responded and I was like, if this is true, like call me on this day at this time. And they called. Um, and so then it's like, Oh, okay. Like this is actually real. Um, and now this is what my third year on the team, I guess. That's fantastic. So what else are we missing about the Midwest? Um, well, it's humid and hot in the summer. So, um, yeah, there's that. 
Um, but we do have the best cheese curds. Uh, Wisconsin has the best cheese curds. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very friendly place. To, it's a very friendly place to be. Yeah. So, so since since this this newer fame, uh, have you had the opportunity, in, in spite of COVID and the quarantine and everything, to to work with some of the youth out there to to get them involved in in uh, in, in starting you know like you know trail running or, or just just outside fitness or has that kind of been halted you know with 2020 as we know it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of that has been halted with 2020. And now, now that things are opening up more, um, I'm very excited for some of these programs that we're going to be able to start up. Um, cause like team Onyx, for example, like we wanted to do youth adventure racing camps, but also branch out into, you know, youth trail camps. Um, the North face I know has a couple things in place for us. Um, hopefully soon. Um, and yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for it. So is yeah, is is that something that like you know like you love you love the the racing competition aspect of it, but having these doors open on the other side is it just as exciting? Absolutely. Like I love the mentorship side of things. Um, like that's actually just, you know, what I'm really passionate about. Um, and I'm also coaching a few athletes, like not necessarily older athletes, but, um, just ultra runners, trail runners. And, uh, I really enjoy that as well. Um, but I am very passionate about, you know, like getting more youth into the sport. Um, because like, for example, like for me, like I didn't even know what trail running was until like seven years ago or something. Um, like it was never that I had even heard of growing up. Um, and I didn't know that anybody even did that. And so I remember watching like some of the old eco challenges, you know, back when I was younger and I was just like, oh, those people are absolutely nuts. Like I would never do anything like that. Um, but I also had no even like how to get into the sport or like how you'd even start something like that. So what was the leap? Where did, how did, cause you grew up doing sports, right? When you were younger, you did soccer track. How did you make the leap from those standard? They're available in any school sports to something like trail running that you hadn't heard of. Yeah. Um, so in college, I mean, I did grow up, you know, all through junior high, high school, college running, uh, but also had a swimming background. And so in college, I was injured quite a bit. So uh, the next logical step for me was to buy a bike. Um, and with that, I became a triathlete. And um you know, just had some success there. Uh, I've been to two world championships for the half Ironman and uh, moved to Boulder. And was like, hey, I can become a professional athlete and started hanging out with a bunch of trail runners and quickly realized that trail is more my passion than, you know, anything on the road. So you really, you, you kind of just went step by step. You kept doing different things when something closed or it sounds like maybe you were just really curious. Uh, a lot I don't know, I'm just always interested in people's journey into to getting where they are. Oh yeah. A lot of curiosity. Um, it was like kind of one door is kind of closing and the mix mm -hmm. of curiosity. Um, and so like, that's how, you know, I ran my first marathon, then I ran my first 50 K. Um, and then from there it was like, 50 miles, 100K, 100 miles. And then last year with COVID, uh, I went for the Ice Age Trail because I was just bored from sitting at home. 
<laughs> is that the one that you uh you did five hours or five days faster than anyone had done before? Um, no, that was five hours faster than yeah. But I mean, that was five hours after a lot of time. But I mean, five hours after being out there for twenty one days is not that long. <laughs> like that's you know, if I slept in just you know thirty minutes a day for ten days, like that, then the record wouldn't be there. Okay, sure. It's very, it's it's so simple when you say it like that. I just know how hard it is for me to shave 30 minutes off of a road trip, but I've never taken a 21-day road trip, so fine, fair enough. It's super easy peasy. I don't think it is easy, Kendall. No, I don't think it is either. I ran for two minutes yesterday. They weren't concurrent. So how do you set your goals? And do you like, what happens when you uh, don't meet them? Uh, micro goals. I mean, to take something that's almost 1200 miles, like you can't think of it as 1200 miles. You just have to think of it as, you know, I have this 10 mile stretch to get done. And then I have another 10 mile stretch or however long the segment breaks it down. Um, and then it's like, you know, I basically look at what previous record holders have done and just say, I want to be at that spot or ahead of of that when I finish my day. Um, if I'm not, you know, you can't sweat it. Don't worry about it. You can always make time up later, hopefully. Um, and yeah, uh, but sometimes things don't work out and that's totally fine. Um, you know, you can't set records on everything. Although I am three for three on my fastest known times. So, <laughs> so far you're proving that you can, but so that, that attitude that you have where you're, where you're, letting it go if it doesn't work out. And you're like, okay, let's just move on. Did you have to cultivate that attitude or is this something that everyone in the Midwest gets? Um, I would say I had to create that um, just because, you know, like growing up in track and field and cross country and triathlon, like everything is so straightforward. It's like, you're on the track. This is what you're trying to do. Like, you know what the qualifying time for nationals is or state or whatever. Whereas when you get into something like trail, um, when you're racing, for example, it's just like, it's whoever is fastest to the finish. And it's like, you're not necessarily trying to qualify for a state meet or a national meet. It's like, you can, you're just trying to win, um, which is, a kind of different mindset than what I had growing up. Um, and then on these FKTs and stuff like that, it's more, uh, there are so many var variables when you're out there for, you know, five days or 21 days that things aren't going to go correctly all the time. Like more times than not, like there's yeah. going to be a lot of stuff that goes wrong. And so you really just have to be okay with that and be um, fine with problem solving on the go. Yeah, it definitely seems like once you're getting into nature, you've got to be willing to let go of some control. Absolutely. Yeah. What, did you have a uh, support system uh, during your, like, you know, elementary, junior high, high school uh, running? Like, like you know, what, was your family behind you or was it, was it more of a, a kind of a coach took you under? What, what was? Yeah. What was uh, yeah. I mean, my, my parents and family, they are very supportive of, um, just athletic stuff, but like also like academically and music and stuff. It's like I had to still get good grades to be able to do the sports I wanted to do. Um, and I mean, I played the clarinet and the saxophone for 12 years, I guess. Um, and so like I did a lot of different things and I think that's kind of what created the drive. Um, but I've always had, you know, people that were like, yeah, you know, you can do this, but you know, if you're going to do it, like do it well. 
So you're married to a man who is also rather adventurous and outdoorsy. Yeah, he's a skydiver. So uh, did you all meet as both outdoorsy people or um, did you take a couch potato? And I'm sorry, I'm I'm projecting. I'm, I need you to settle a bet with a friend. Is it better <laughs> if you're an outdoor hardcore person to meet another person like that? Or can you date a normal person and turn them into an outdoor enthusiast? Um, I would say, I don't know. Do you want to turn them into an outdoor enthusiast or do you have to? I mean... You know, that's totally fine if they're not. I mean, I agree. So what you're just telling me is that I'm right and my friend is dumb. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Matt. I love you. Um, so the skydiving is, uh, what is that about? Do you ever go skydiving with him? Are, is there tandem skydiving or only if you're in the military? I need to know more. <laughs> um, and I have actually never gone um because i am i mean the skydiving season is so short in the midwest like if you really want to go and enjoy it that i'm normally racing somewhere else or just training somewhere mm. else it's like actually gone i didn't know there was a season for it does it just get too hot and like the the uh the parachute gets sun holes <laughs> no but like who wants to jump out of an airplane when it's you know 20 degrees outside like i don't even want to be That's outside 20 degrees outside point. and so um where he skydives uh it's probably i wouldn't go after october and i wouldn't go before like may so are you scared of heights and you just uh you're using this as an excuse no, <laughs> <laughs> no. i'm totally fine with that i just haven't gone i would be scared of rolling my ankle i mean like you're your, your joints and your bones and stuff matter a lot because you use them to run. So. That's, that's his bread and butter. And it, yeah, exactly. Or, because it's the Midwest, that's his corn and... Corn and butter? <laughs> yeah, corn and butter, which is also a really good combination. Well, my people call it maize. <laughs> so how did you meet your husband? Uh, we're both from the same town. <gasps> how yeah. long did you know each other before you got together? Um, a while. I mean, we, July, we'll be married five years. So we've known each other for nine. Wow. So pretty yeah. much all of Pride Month is the buildup to celebrating the, um, what is, what is your hashtag? Um, Cornfield Cowboys? Yep. All there of, you. all of June Pride Month is, is the buildup to celebrating the marriage of the cornfield cowboys that's that's my narrative now perfect love it yeah are y'all yeah i'm super excited though it's only a few days away from pride month what are your plans what are you gonna do um well for the first like two weeks of pride i actually have commitments that um i won't really get to do that much um but the good news is that we're going to new york city for pride um cool. so I've actually never been to New York City, so I'm, like, thrilled for this. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I happened by complete accident. My friend and I were um, driving through Northern California. We flew into San Francisco, and we landed in San Francisco on Pride Day. And we were like, oh, well, then I guess we need to change our plans and go to Pride because we're in San Francisco. It was it was the luckiest accident. Awesome. Yeah. That would be fun. 
So, so speaking of Pride Month, we 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 like to do a thing on on the show, and we have a, a call to action for our viewers and listeners. And uh, um, we ask our guests if there is a particular charity or or or, or cause that that they're they're yeah. looking to support. And uh, well, it being Pride Month, I uh, I think our first guest has an amazing charity that that you can tell us a little bit about and, and kind of steer our our viewers and listeners in that direction. Yeah, so uh, the Trevor Project would be an awesome one. Um, it just basically supports, you know, the LGBTQ plus youth. And um, yeah, I mean, which is awesome because honestly, it's like there are not a lot of charities and organizations that really um, do that. And so I think that with like people trying to come out or if they need resources after they do come out, maybe get kicked out of their house and, you know, just gives them um a place to know that they're going to be okay absolutely and if you haven't um listeners if you haven't followed trevor project on instagram you you've got to do it they're so positive they have beautiful artwork and especially if you know anyone in your life that is um lesbian gay bisexual transgender or um exploring their gender or sexuality it is just such a positive group and movement and i think gives a lot of really good talking points and just it's, it's a very positive spin on the fact that we are all as humans, so diverse and different. And uh, be sure to check the, uh, the show notes, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or, or, or enjoying us uh, audibly, you know, through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you, you podcast, in the show notes, there'll be a link yes, exactly. uh, to, to go and donate. So because you're an athlete and a competitor, what do you want the challenge to be for this call to action? Do you want people to follow Trevor Project, give $5, um, at them in a letter to their senator? Make it make it specific. Let's have a challenge. Oh, boy. Hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be fun if we could get people to commit to 30 minutes of exercise and just a $5 donation. Sweet. I'm in. That's all right. 30 minutes of exercise and a $5 donation. I'm going to add you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tag me in it. Minutes. Sorry. Sorry. Say it again. Yeah. Tag me in it and I'll reshare it to my Instagram. So, yeah. Sweet. Okay. I love it. Johnny and I are going to get it started. Perfect. That's fantastic. I can exercise for 30 minutes uh, in air conditioning. No, yeah. I, I do it outside sometimes too in the shade. I run every day. I run like I, I'm 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 not Corey. I run I run run three to ten miles about every day. Great. So yesterday was ninety three degrees, Corey. So I apologize. I did not get like I I ran uh, I ran about seven uh ran three quarters of a mile and I'm like it's ninety three degrees and I turn around. <laughs> but I did have my second fastest one to two miles I've ever I've ever Good had job. in my Good life job. because I never run less than two miles. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. So let's get some direct advice from you. If someone is a, um, if someone is interested in doing more with their sport, like how give us some advice on upping your game. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the big things that I always tell people is, uh, you can do anything for 10 seconds at a time. So or you're, you know, trying to run your fastest 5K, trying to run 100 miles, or maybe you're just going through a really, like, rough patch in, like, a soccer game or a tennis match or whatever. It's like, slow it down for a second, focus on the task at hand, and, you know, just focus on the next 10 seconds. 
And then from there, you'll have a good 10 seconds. Then you build on that and continue to do that. Um, so like, that's how I like to break everything down. But that's like one of the biggest things in the mental game. It's just like, if you can have a strong mental game, then like the physical game will be there. That's awesome. That makes sense. Like trick yourself with 10 seconds. I love it. And eventually you'll be like, why am I fucking lying to myself? It's, it's many 10 seconds, but yeah. then yeah. you're in the middle of the race and you have to just keep going. So yeah. Once you're, ha- once you're halfway, you got it. You got it. You might as well. Well, you got to get back. Okay. It's true. <laughs> Where you parked. Um, all right. Give us your advice on perfectionism. How do you let go of that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried to be perfect. (laughs) Oh, that's great. See, that's a question that I'm just, I'm projecting. So good. That's awesome. No, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, say in a training block or something, um, I'm usually not worried about missing a run here or there. Right. There's no single run or workout or activity that you can do that's going to ensure that you have, you know, the perfect race. Um, because like the perfect race may be out there, but I think everyone's still going to be able to like pick at something. So just, you know, take the fitness you have and use that to the best of your ability. And I mean, I guess that's kind of the definition of the perfect race, but yeah, don't stress over a missed workout. Don't stress over, you know, eating that extra cheeseburger. Like it's all good. There are a lot of people that don't want to go to the gym or they don't want to take that first walk because, oh, my body's not great yet. Um, I'm too fat to work out or I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the fabletics. Um, what would you say to them and their worries? 10 seconds at a time. I mean, we don't always want to go to the gym either. And, you know, it's all good. Like no one's going to judge you for trying to better yourself. Fantastic. And what would you what um what would you say to a gay a young gay person and struggling with their identity? Uh, life is usually a lot better once you do come out and just like be your true self. Because mm-hmm. um, I was 25, almost 26, um, because I was worried about like sponsorships and, you know, just like yeah. coming from the Midwest is like, oh, what will people think and all this stuff. And honestly, like it wasn't a, like sponsors didn't, care like sponsors are like great like that's awesome you're a great athlete like um most of my friends and family were like we already knew that like we were just waiting oh, wow, yeah and so um and so it's just one of those things where um i think to us it seems like it's a lot bigger deal than it might actually be oh that's fantastic wow um and actually can can you show us your nails because it looks like they're they're really amazing oh yeah beautiful Oh, and you've got the middle accent nail. That's very nice. Yep. <laughs> Does that help you run faster? Because I'm 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 willing to try anything. <laughs> it depends. I mean, if you look good, you feel good, you'll run good. <laughs> so I do agree with that. <laughs> there is something to like putting on a uniform, whatever uniform means to you. Um, like I've got my get shit done uniform and I've got my relax way down uniform so you've got your running uniform which includes your amazing nails so speaking of uniforms when i run i'm all about like i'm 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 kind of vain uh shockingly Mm -hmm. and so my 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 main inspiration for running is i love warm weather i like the sun out so i'm wearing you know some short shorts and my shoes and that's Mm -hmm. it you know Mm -hmm. 
I'm still not Corey level. Corey, please explain the origins of the Speedo. Yeah, um, so the Speedo is actually really funny because I was in Florida for a race and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be going to the beach afterwards. Of course, I have to pack Speedos. Like, here we go. And in the process, I guess I just didn't pack my running shorts. Um, so I'm there at the race and it's like, oh, what am I going to wear? And it's like, they're like, it's Florida. Just wear a Speedo. It's okay. So I wore a Speedo and a crop top and I won the race. And then everyone started calling me Speedo Man. So now I run a Speedo and a crop top. <laughs> is, is chafing not an issue? Um... I use squirrel's nut butter for that. So just put that on, it's anti-chafe stuff, and you're good. Oh, sweet. I've been using deodorant. I didn't know nut butter was an option. I don't know if you should use Squir nut butter. <laughs> well, it, I assume it's derived from peanut. <laughs> Is it derived from peanuts, or, are we, or, or am I right on this one? <laughs> no, so squirrel's nut butter actually comes from cocoa butter. Okay, so, so yeah, we're both wrong dummies. No, I, I think I'm closer to the uh, <laughs> to, to, to the to the origin for why it's called nut butter. <laughs> but it's made in Flagstaff, not Flagstaff, Illinois, Flagstaff, Arizona, um, and yeah, they they just make a great product, uh, better than like you know like Body Glide or something. All right, sweet nut butter. I'm gonna use nut butter. I'm on it. It's for me. Uh, well. <laughs> I uh, would you like to share some? Great, we'll split the two. <laughs> Corey, this has been fantastic. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, Instagram at Corey Waltering on Instagram, and that's Corey Two E's. Yep. And we are really looking forward to people tagging you in their um, challenge that you've given. Thirty minutes of exercise, and y'all start small, one step at a time. Don't give yourself super high expectations. Don't be perfectionist. Perfectionistic. 10 seconds at a time, do your 30 minutes of exercise and $5 donation to the Trevor Project. I'm excited about this. I'm for it. Yeah. Corey, Perfect. thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. This is super this is, awesome. Thank you. This is how we wanted to start this. I couldn't think of anyone better. I, I think you're, uh, I think you're such an amazing person and uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for, you, thankful for you sharing your time with us. Thank you for your energy. Yeah. Thank you. And for the record, we are not professionals. I'm not getting paid for this. Well, we're we're we uh we're we're not doctors. We're we're not. Uh, oh no, yeah. we're not doctors. We haven't dispensed any medical advice. We're yeah. not your doctor, um, and we're not your psychologist. So take everything we say with a grain of salt, especially but, if you've been on a long run. Yeah, but but do it. But, but do it. Yeah, <laughs> and consult with your own doctor. Awesome. Awesome, <laughs> Corey. Thank you so much. And everybody, <laughs> click that subscribe button. We can't wait to see you each and every week here at helpnsfw.com. Awesome. Thanks, Corey. See you all later. Bye.